welcome to the Imagineer Podcast, your unofficial guide to the Disney parks, resorts, movies, music, and more. I'm your host, Matthew Kroll, and this is episode number six of the Imagineer Podcast. And I first of all have to apologize for not producing a podcast in quite a few weeks. I know it was a long summer without a podcast, but with a lot happening this summer, I simply did not have the time to get around to it. But I promise it was not a lack of interest, simply, again, a lack of time. But I am so happy that I was able to finally get around to producing this week's episode of the Imagineer podcast, and I wanted to tell you just a little bit about it before we kick off the show. So in today's episode, we are going to be discussing a topic that I find myself constantly thinking about and chatting about with many of my Disney friends, including my good friend Justin, who's here on the show today. And that topic is if you were to have the keys to all the Disney parks, all the attractions, if everything was completely empty and you can choose where you would like to go, exactly where would you go? What sort of backstage areas would you want to see? What are you most curious to discover if you were okay with sort of peeling back the curtain and taking a look at how the magic is created? Where would you like to go? So again, my good friend Justin and I are going to discuss this topic today. I'll then come back at the end of the show and discuss how you can connect with the Imagineer podcast and even help to create the future of this show. So grab your headphones, pull up your favorite armchair, and enjoy this week's episode of the Imagineer podcast. If you ask just about any Disney fan, one of the things that people will commonly want to do is explore attractions behind the scenes because we know that the Imagineers go so far to create everything that we see and everything that we do see when we're on an attraction was very specifically crafted and provide the illusion that the Imagineers want us to be immersed into. But there's always that question as to what would happen if we were to go behind the scenes and it's something that a lot of Disney fans even anticipate and want want to see, which is why a lot of Disney fans will go so far as to even want to be uh, evac'd off of attractions. And so I have a friend with me who has been a, a good friend of mine for probably the last uh, six, seven years, and we have been chatting about Disney throughout our entire friendship, and his name is Justin, and he's calling in all the way from San Diego. So hey, Justin. Hello. How are things on the West Coast? Uh, pretty good. It's nice today. <laughs> Isn't it nice every day in San Diego? <laughs> it's a nice day in San Diego. When was the last time it actually rained there? Um, I can't even remember. Yeah, exactly. I could tell you the That's, last time. Yeah, last it's time been it good. Rained in New York was just a couple of days ago. Yeah. But that's the difference between the two coasts. It's raining every that is day. Why I moved here? Yeah, it's raining every day in in Florida this time of year. So how how far away are you from Disneyland actually? Uh, about an hour and a half. That's not too bad. No, still too far. But yeah, it's it's not an not an easy drive, <laughs> and it is through, of course, some of that uh, not direct LA traffic, but it's it's that Southern California it, yeah, traffic. Definitely. Yeah. So, like I said, we we met. About six years ago, we were in college. We had the same advertising class together, mm -hmm. and we were assigned to the same group. And I remember we talked about somehow Disney came up. Where I think I was wearing a T-shirt, or you were wearing a T-shirt, and uh, we it was talked, probably you. Yeah, it was probably me. I would be the one <laughs> to wear that to, to school. And we talked about how we, when we were growing up, both wanted to be Imagineers, and I yes. think that's probably a true testament to some of the more hardcore disney fans out there especially disney parks fans i think uh just about every really hardcore disney park fan wanted to be an imagineer at some point oh yeah yeah i think so so of course when i when i was thinking about this topic i had to call you back because uh to come onto the show because thinking about imagineering that has everything to do with backstage and and how we they create this illusion of everything that's on stage. Um, but before we get into sort of the 
uh, specifics about this topic, I, I definitely wanted to give the, the listeners an opportunity to get to know you a little bit more. So I have a very condensed version of 20 questions for you, sort of Disney style. <laughs> uh, and my first question is, if you remember your very first trip to Disney, or at least when that was, and what you love most about the parks. Um, I think the first time I went was like 10 years old. I don't remember every, no, it might've been before that. Actually. I don't remember my first trip there. I'm going to be honest. That's fine. I don't either. (laughs) But most of that is because I've been there so many times afterwards. Yeah. So, (laughs) um, but yeah, I mean, obviously it did what it was supposed to because I always want to be in Disney. So that first trip must've been really good. I think so. And you are also a Disney Vacation Club member. So that, um, correct. That, yes. that, well, that, my parents. But yeah, that definitely. Well, yeah, well, that's still it helps things, at least when you were growing up to be able to go oh, often. And uh, I, I know that um, I've reaped the the rewards of your parent family's DVC membership. Once you or sure twice. did. <laughs> <laughs> Worth every penny oh, um, totally. <laughs> on my end. So <laughs> thinking about Disney now. I, you're obviously more of a West Coaster now, but between Disney World and Disneyland, what's your favorite attraction or sort of your, your top three attractions in the parks? Um, oh, good question. Uh, I really like Soren. I think the, it's just a cool, really, really cool ride. And by extension, I really like uh, Flight of Passage. Ah. Uh, that I, was, I have not been on it yet, so don't spoil it. And I think a lot. Of I will not. Been <laughs> but amazing, very, very amazing. Um, what else? Um, test track, of course. Good choice. Great, great ride. And uh, hmm, anything over in Disneyland? Uh, I like the Pirates of the Caribbean in Disney. It's a good choice. In Disney. I'm sorry, in Disneyland. Yeah, it's way better than than. Uh, disney world yeah and if you listen to our disneyland versus magic kingdom podcast episode number two that was the one attraction that we all mutually agreed wholeheartedly oh. was better in disneyland oh yeah so much better <laughs> yeah actually follow-up question to your soren point though which because mm-hmm. i know you've been on both do you prefer soren over california or soren over the world um i like soren over the world yeah 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 all right, I could see that. Uh, they're yeah, both. They're... I, I I think the uh, the transitions are you know there are actually transitions as opposed to just the next scene, and uh, I don't know. I like I like that you go throughout the whole world. I think that's much more interesting. Yeah, it's very cool. It's sort of a Soren two point and in yeah. flight of passage is a Soren three point or four Oh, that's maybe like five or six. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go all totally the way to level. ten. Yeah. Um. So sort of transitioning then into the topic at hand which is thinking about all these places we could explore backstage a sort of related question and also is giving a listener a chance to get to know you a little bit better if you were to pick any role at disney in the parks that actually exists or at least an attraction that you would want to really work at uh what would that attraction be or what would that role be at that attraction um well you're gonna get you're gonna make me give away some of my secrets from later for later <laughs> just one, just one. Don't say, don't say all the secrets. All right, I will pick Spaceship Earth. Okay. For reasons I will get into later. I think that's a good, uh, it's a good sort of cliffhanger until we, we talk <laughs> about that. So that's that's fair <laughs> enough. Uh, and it's, uh, I I actually wouldn't even know how to answer that question myself. Um, I I think the listeners know I worked at. Kilimanjaro Safaris on uh, the Disney College program, and that alone, and I, I'll I'll share what I can because I'm not going to go into all the details about the attraction, but that was a really cool attraction, and you wouldn't think too much about backstage at Kilimanjaro Safaris, but there's a it's a massive attraction, and so even the backstage portion is really big. Um, so I'd have to probably say, just because of my awesome experience uh, that I had with that, I would I would keep working there. Um, but I've also always wanted to work at a rock and roller coaster for similar reasons that we will, uh, I'm sure discuss throughout the, uh, the episode. So I guess when I, I noticed you, you went to Disney when you were 10 at the time, did you think at all about the 
backstage aspects or were you thinking about how that was all created or when did that first come into your mind as to so, this is great but i want to know how it's built and what's all behind it i think from you know that early age it was really about like what what was immediately in front of me yeah so i was experiencing the, the experiencing the rides exactly how the imagine the imagineers intended um but after going so many times and going on the same rides it became to the point where I was like, how does this ride actually work? So probably me, I would say maybe after the fifth or sixth time, I was probably more along the lines of what's going on behind what I'm seeing, you know? And that's really what, what drove my obsession now with Disney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think there's, I, I've, I've had probably a similar experience i obviously uh, my i do not remember my first trip like you don't you do not remember your first trip yeah. i was incredibly young too young to have memories but uh i think even growing up i did not like you said i was just focused so much on the ride itself and i was thinking about that immediate experience mm -hmm. but over time like you said as i got older i started thinking more about sort of the connections between things and well how does yeah. how does this even how is this even laid out and where are we now in line compared to where the ride is. And, and I think that sort of had that connection to thinking about everything else. And then how does the lighting work and how does the, how is the music times like this and mm -hmm. uh, all, all those other thoughts. And like you said, thinking about how it's all created. Um, so in a similar note, have you ever actually been evac off an attraction before? I, I was, I got evac off a test track. Oh, what was that like? Oh, that was amazing. Where, I was where in the ride were you? What? Where in the ride were you? Oh, I was um you know where you go through like the twisties uh going I think it's uphill inside. Yes. And it's after that part there's like a straightaway. Yep. The the uh car just stopped. Right? Yeah. So sitting there, sitting there, sitting there, they finally make an announcement that we're going to have to be evacuated and everyone in the car was groaning because they wanted to finish the ride. I actually, you know, shouted with joy because, you know, who doesn't want to get evac from, from test track. It's so awesome. Turned the lights on, walked us down the track, which is really cool. It looks like a, you know, a giant slot car track and, uh, you know, out the building and backstage and then, you know, to an exit back to the, but it was really, it was a really cool experience. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously, it the test test track has changed a little bit, but in I love how you called it the twisties. The twisties. <laughs> the twisties. They have the brake test, they have the uphill climb, and they have the twisties. That's the, the twisties. test. <laughs> um, that's cool. You know, I've actually I've been stopped on so many attractions, and obviously, even working there, I've been on these rides way more than I can count, but I've never been evac'd once. And I think that's part of my either good luck or bad luck. Uh, good, I guess good luck in a way, but bad luck in the sense that I still get stuck anyway. And I just, oh, yeah. They happen to always fix the ride. And I remember that even the one thing I've always, always, always wanted to see, and I know well, I'm already getting ahead of myself, but uh, Space Mountain in Disneyland. Either one. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to see Space Mountain with the lights on. And I have seen it in uh, Disney World because of the TTA and of course if you're yeah. going through there and it's closed uh, you can always see with the, if with the lights are on but Disneyland you can't and so mm -hmm. I've always wanted to and on a trip that I took a few years ago to Disneyland we had a fast pass went back to Space Mountain at Disneyland and uh, we were in the load area uh, probably about two minutes from actually getting onto the attraction and everything stopped and then all the lights came on and I'm like why couldn't this been like five minutes you're, later? We're <laughs> so close. And oh, then they, man, did, they did evac people off of it. So, <laughs> so close. But, uh, my, yeah, go ahead. My sister was evac'd off of Space Mountain in Disney World. That's cool. Yeah. I wasn't on her, on, uh, the ride with her, but yeah, she got, she got to get evac'd off of that, which was pretty cool. That was a long time ago though. So jealous it, it, of all the attractions. And, and if I ever do get, get evac'd off an attraction, I know it'll be something I, I do not have any interest in being evac'd off of. Probably. Um, I mean, like it's a small world or something. Yeah. Or, or something like, uh, living with the <laughs> land, you know, <laughs> let's walk through the greenhouses. That's, you just uh, go on the greenhouse tour then. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. Backstage tour for free. <laughs> um, so of all the parks, I would say in Walt Disney World or maybe maybe across the park. So Walt Disney World or Disneyland. If you were to choose one park that you would absolutely want to and love to, um, or your top pick for having the chance to explore the park overnight. So if someone like said, Justin, here are the keys to any of the parks, which you can only pick one. Um, we're going to clear out the park, but leave everything on. And you get to choose which park you go to overnight. Which one would you choose? Easiest question in the world. Definitely Epcot. Okay. And why? 100%. Because... All of the ride, not all, but most of the rides that I want to go backstage in are in Epcot. So. That's a good segue. So then let's talk about Epcot. What, um, <laughs> what, what, and it's a, it is a great pick. Uh, what are the attractions? I think I know one of them. What are the attractions? You might. Uh, you I don't might. know. If, I, if my memory serves me correct, I, I may know one of them. <laughs> what, what are sort of your top picks for what you'd explore in Epcot? So... Um, Soren, we'll start there. I know it's just a big room, but it's not so much that I want to go backstage because it's not really a backstage. It's more of that I'd like to just stand on the sidelines and watch the whole thing kind of happen. Yeah. So that's kind of like a half answer. Um, <laughs> getting into real answers, I would love to explore the Wonders of Life Pavilion right now. Interesting. You can't be able to go anywhere. What did you say? You sort of can do that. Depending on the um, in festival. certain times, but you can't go anywhere. You okay, can only go to like the main section. That's um, true. But I want to see where like Body Wars was and Cranium Command. I miss those, <laughs> especially Cranium Command. Yeah, the old school, old school Epcot. Yep. Um, he, I think you mentioned another one earlier that you were interested in. I have another one before that. Okay. All right. um, You're setting it up. Everyone's going to hate me for this one, I think. Ellen's Energy Adventure. Why would anybody hate you for that? I don't know, because people hate that ride. And I, they're replacing it. I, yeah, but you see how people are upset about it? That's true. It's, that's, um, but then again, people get upset. They're supposedly using the same building, away. though. Yes, they are. Which is good, because I really like that building. It's really cool. At least that's what the concept uh, art shows. Yeah. But I think it would be really cool to just roam around that building and just see how everything fits together. I think it's just a big circle. Probably. <laughs> If you, stop, if you stop ruining the magic <laughs> it's all right you're right it's not it's not a it's not an exact circle it's more of a like a, a magical oval yeah magical oval <laughs> that's a good way to describe it <laughs> <laughs> and then number one spaceship earth i can only imagine why i must know how everything is connected within that building it is the most interesting building, you know, on property, obviously. And then, you know, maybe in the world because it's a f perfect sphere. And then it has a whole ride in it. And I just would love to roam around and see where they don't want me to see in that one. That one I've heard is incredibly confusing. Like you almost, I'm sure. You almost need a traditions for Spaceship Earth just to know how to move through the attraction. Because it's... Oh, yeah. It's... it's uh, circular instead of mm. and this is not magical circle it truly is circular it's a sphere <laughs> and and there are i just hear a lot of i've never been back there but i've heard that there's just a very confusing set of stairwells and hallways and uh obviously you're not allowed to take pictures backstage so no one has proof of this in any form although people will sometimes try to get away with it i know disney would take that off of youtube right away mm. um but yeah, I've heard that that's a really uh, interesting attraction to to walk around. Um, I'd, I'd want to walk the track of that thing too, just yeah. on on stage. In, in I just want to roam around the whole building. <laughs> I could just picture you the running around. I, I, I want to see like even where the break rooms are. I want to see where everything is in that building. I'm just picturing you going up to, to every single scene and getting a selfie with the animatronics. Totally, hundred <laughs> percent. I'm in ancient you Greece. It. Yeah. <laughs> Or you could just hide. You can try. <laughs> you could just try hiding there, and then they they load guests on, and you pretend that you're an animatronic. I'll just be other. an animatronic. I could do that. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I definitely have to agree with you on that. Uh, and I I understand Soren completely. And I don't know if you've done this too, but I've spent, and especially being on that ride, and again more than I can count, 
I've actually spent sometimes an entire ride just turning, sitting at the end and, and intentionally choosing the end of a row and just looking at how the whole machine works. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I usually, if I can get to the end, I usually pick that seat. Yeah. Yep. And you can see you're like, oh, this is how it works with this scene and this <laughs> is how it works with this scene. Uh, I haven't done it with Soren Over the World yet, though, because I've only done that twice now. Okay, yeah. But if I if I were to do that more, because I feel like they they probably they definitely changed everything with the with the movements, but I feel like they they might have incorporated even some some more to it than the original Soren. Yeah, um, I think so. And it definitely moves a bit more than uh, than the original Soren did. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I totally agree about that. There are a lot of. Um, most of the attractions at Epcot are really in Future World because most of World Showcase, of course, you can walk around and so you can walk around the pavilions, uh, the shows. I mean, Reflections of China, Impressions of France, so Canada, those you pretty much walk through. Uh, there's not many backstage places. It's really just walking through on stage. But um, I would also want to walk through the uh, Grand Fiesta Tour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, I've. I've in addition to the things that you mentioned, um, oh, I know. I, I'm sorry. If there's one I did forget, Mission Space. Yes. Well, yeah, I guess. I want to be a safe distance, like against the wall, and actually. Uh -huh. And I know that uh, someone did. If you go to YouTube, I, I did find this. Someone actually tried. They left their camera on the side, so sort of uh, when you walk in and then and then you go to your vehicle. Before uh -huh. that, there's a lot of open space, and so I guess he hid the camera right by the door, and oh. he left it on. And you can see they, you can actually hear the audio in the room itself, um, uh -huh. even though they're everyone's in their capsules and it's closed. I guess the audio is loud enough that you hear it sort of coming from all the capsules, mm -hmm. and the the uh, they start doing the uh, you know this is uh, this is Mission Control, and then the lights go pitch black. And so I guess you don't realize it because you're in the capsule, but they completely make the room pitch black for the ride. So all of that was in vain. And then there's this little uh, caption at the bottom of the YouTube video that says, I'm going to try to go back and record with night vision. And I've actually been <laughs> looking because I'm interested. I'm like, well, what is how quickly does this spin? What does it look like? How does the vehicle? Oh, tilt? yeah. Because um, obviously it's really hard to tell when you're in the capsule. But um, I've always wanted to see that. And then he has not he or she has not gone back and and recorded a night vision so either disney caught on and said you can't do this or mm -hmm. uh, just disappeared from the face of the planet i don't know but uh i thought that was i've uh, never actually been on mission space before i haven't either but i do know how it works uh, <laughs> it's one I, of those uh, yeah it's one of the few rides that i've never been on it's weird i i i know enough about it that compared to most guests who ride it to choose to ride it, I could probably tell them a lot more about it than they can tell me. But mm -hmm. um, I refuse to ride it. It's uh, I do not do spinning well at all. Well, they have the um, the other one now. Or motion simulators. You could do. Um, <laughs> they green. have orange and green, right? Orange and green. Now? Yeah, or you and... can do one that's not really that crazy. Yeah, it doesn't spin. It takes it takes out the 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 g-force element to it but mm -hmm. it's still i mean the the vehicle still moves um oh, okay. similar to similar to how star tours would it's a it's a little different than star tours of course it's a different element but it's literally mm -hmm. take the capsule with still the giant arm on it and it doesn't spin but it still tilts uh different directions based on oh, what's yeah. happening on the screen yeah i know um, you don't like that no i don't I do not do well <laughs> with uh or disorientation on motion simulators so uh -huh. combine a motion simulator and a gravitron and uh i'll i'll be very happily standing on the side or doing test track a second time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm a little jealous you got evac'd off of test track because that was one of my other, my, my, one of my other answers. Um, and on a similar note, because Epcot is one park that has a lot of these. Have you ever been to the uh, lounges throughout for the corporate sponsors? Like, for instance, Mitch's Space has the HP uh lounge and test track has the gm or now chevy lounge no because i haven't but i yeah. did go to the um the vacation club lounge oh, over at imagination the, what ever at imagination yes, yes. how was that i did go to that one i couldn't get in <laughs> <laughs> but that was that was cool yeah i mean 
I asked the guy where the rainbow tunnel used to be, and he showed me a blank wall, and I was a little sad. Oh, that is sad. Yeah. A shell of what it used to be. He said it's it's still kind of back there, he said. But, you know, you can't see it. You can't get to it. Have you – and actually, this is is related to Epcot. Have you ever done the backstage tours at Epcot, any of them? Um, No. I did one at – was it i think it was at disneyland but no i haven't done i haven't done one at epcot yeah disneyland has a few i've done two at epcot although technically mm-hmm. one i wouldn't say is a backstage tour but it's mm, quote unquote a backstage tour and that was the and oh you you i've did that with you the uh the segway tour oh you yeah segway tour well, i don't consider that a backstage tour but it yeah kind of, it kind of is i mean you're going into an area that is closed off to guests because it's closed all right, fine. It's not really a backstage tour, but still, it was an amazing. I, I'm so sad they got rid of it. Uh, uh-huh. it, was, it was only like ninety dollars a person. You got to ride Segways totally in the World it. Showcase. So much fun. Yeah, I want them to bring that back, but I, they won't. It's uh, it, it makes me sad. Um, yeah. But I, I've also done the uh, the Future World backstage tour, and uh, or the Epcot backstage tour, I should say, because they mm-hmm. they did go into World Showcase a little bit. But that was very cool because uh, they. They did not take us to the really exciting stuff. Like we didn't get to walk around Spaceship Earth. We didn't really get to walk around the attractions much. But we did go backstage in the Living Seas, and they did have the I forgot what they called the room, but there's actually a room there that you can have private events. Um, and it used to be a a lounge uh, at the Living Seas uh, that was sort of uh, exclusive and closed off. But now, say you wanted to have a wedding in Disney, and you really love or like a, a major like. 50th birthday party and you absolutely love the seas you can reserve this space that's sort of like a banquet hall but it's in the living seas so that was pretty cool and we did get to go above and walk above the uh the aquariums and take a look down into the uh into the aquariums and they told us a lot about of course all the the facts about the park the facts about epcot the history of epcot um, the the size of the the living seas and how many gallons and I don't remember off the top of my head how many gallons are in the living seas but it's a huge amount or say the living seas pavilion. Um, we didn't get to walk necessarily backstage to Soren to see the ride from the side, but we did walk behind Soren. So we walked to the side of the building, um, and walked through an emergency exit right to the load area, which was pretty cool. That's um, cool. And of course, we got to ride it, so that was also yeah. pretty nice without a, without a line. Uh, and from there, we walked all the way to the other side. Uh, we did walk through interventions a little bit. We walked over to behind test track and watched where they have the vehicles housed in test track. Uh, and we also got to see the building where they house the, uh, all the mortars and boats for illuminations. And we got to go really up close to the, the giant globe as that's part of illumination. So oh, that's really cool. Yeah. That, that was a really cool tour. Um, if anybody hasn't done it, if you're interested in, in sort of the history of Epcot and seeing things backstage, maybe not space at birth, maybe not walking through, uh, Oh, we did see the HP lounge too, actually at uh, admission space. That was another thing we did. And that was pretty cool. That's all the, all the, attractions at disney are pretty old especially at epcot so the lounges were they had this real 80s feel to them but the (laughs) hp lounge at mission space was very nice um and it had that that sort of uh that uh futuristic feel to it and it overlooks the queue so that was also kind of cool so we were looking down at people walking uh walking through the the queue itself uh the inside the interior portion of it before the pre-show so how would you normally get into those lounges i believe you have to be uh a employee of hp um or a cast member with access i believe or the backstage tour i think those are the only ways you can get in and even then i don't think they just let any hp employee into the Mm -hmm. lounge i think you have to be a certain status (laughs) with hp oh yeah Um, yeah, I don't think you'd be like an authorized HP retailer and get into the HP lounge at Epcot. All right, I'm here in my lounge. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, before we make this an entire Epcot show, let's move on to another park. And this is another real big one. Uh, you know what? Actually, forget. I'll save, I'll save Magic Kingdom for last. Uh, let's go to the park that has nothing in it right now, uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios, because uh, there's... <laughs> It's mostly backstage now. Like a third of a park right now. Yeah, I, I looked at the map today uh, just to take a look it's at it. It's on one panel. Yeah. <laughs> it's really <laughs> funny. Uh, it's it's amazing that people still go there. Uh, they have like 
what five attractions yeah <laughs> after august 13th when the great movie ride closes they're really gonna have very little left there oh it's gonna be crazy but you can shop and eat so that's always nice yeah. um what are sort of your top picks i think uh i already know my top two but what are your your top attractions at hollywood studios that you'd want to explore backstage i would say the great movie ride well you're gonna have to do it very soon justin that is very true <laughs> Get, get get on that. <laughs> I guess that might move into the extinct ride category, but yes. <laughs> that I think that would be an interesting walkthrough. It would be. I I truly I I have some idea and I've seen some layouts, but that that attraction is very interesting the way it's laid out. It sort of mm-hmm. zigzags back and forth in a a, a switchback style. So they make, that's, that's yeah, they cool. make really good use of their space. Yes, they do. Um, and it, and when you walk around it, you think, wow, this is a pretty small building, but mm-hmm. it's it seems so much bigger inside. Yeah, you're also going like one mile an hour. So <laughs> yeah, until they until they <laughs> increase the speed to two or three, and then then yeah. you really feel like you're moving. And you're like flying. <laughs> it's a shame too, because they did all this work on the attraction, and just recently, within the last uh, couple of years, uh, mm-hmm. when they turned it over to um, TCM, and now all that work is kind of uh, just going to waste. Oh, yeah. Um, you can rip everything out. Yeah. But I am excited for the new attraction. I talked all about this on the last podcast episode. I think it's one of the things that we kind of mutually agreed. If there's anything that's going to replace the great movie ride, the Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is definitely a good pick. Uh, totally. I yeah. I was I was really worried when they said, you know, there was rumors going around that they were closing the great movie ride. And it's, it's the only it's the only original, you know, opening day ride left in the park so i was thinking like what could possibly fill that you know that ride shoes and i get they they picked a winner from what i could tell so sounds like they're going to deliver too and for the hidden mickeys fans i think they're going to need a whole book just for this attraction the way they were talking about it (laughs) it's gonna be the most in any attraction ever right yeah i think i think they said the most anywhere ever period so that made it a pretty strong statement yeah um but yeah, the great movie ride would be very cool to walk around, and I think Mickey's mm-hmm. uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, just looking into the future, is going to be really cool to walk behind the scenes too. Oh, totally. Uh, what what are some of your other picks? I, I know you're going to take mine, but what are your other picks at uh, at well, the park? What's yours? Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster. Uh, if I had to walk through any two, those would be the two. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like with Rock and Roller Coaster, if they turn the lights on, I'd be I'd be I'd be okay with just that. Okay. Fair enough. Because it's kind of, I mean, and you could see the um, the track layout with another roller coaster somewhere, I think you told me, right? Yes, you can, over in Holland. Yeah. Yes, they have a they have an exact replica of that coaster. Because uh, I think mm-hmm. Disney did not actually build the coaster itself. It was built by Vacoma, um, and, uh, which is the, the roller coaster manufacturer. So I guess it doesn't really make a difference if you just replicate the track layout because people don't ride rock and roller coaster for the track. They ride it for the experience. And Oh yeah. It, the bit, I guess their, um, their agreement or the way that the contract worked out, the uh, Vacoma could re reuse and replicate that track elsewhere. Cause it's cost effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, or maybe it only a- applied to the U S so yeah, there's an exact replica in Holland, yeah. but um, no, I would want to, I would definitely want to ride it with the lights on. They've done. The I think opposite. that'd be really cool. Yeah, they've done the opposite and had you. Uh, they had a couple of uh, preview nights uh, or special event nights where you can ride it completely with the lights off, uh-huh. which fine. But I'd want to ride it with the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me see less of this attraction, um, and just to walk around. Like I'd want to walk below the the launch and take a look at the the launch system or sort of mm-hmm. watch it in action from the side without the car itself because that might be. A little more dangerous, but that'd be to, terrifying yeah, <laughs> to watch just the the catch car uh, accelerating up to, to sixty miles an hour approximately, yeah. um, and just how that whole system works. In fact, one of the things I love about sitting on the front row of the attraction is if it's timed right and they're running at full capacity to see the catch car when you pull up to the uh, the the lock position for a launch, the catch car, you get to see it coming from the other end of the launch tunnel and locking under the car, which is yep. cool and terrifying at the same time. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yep, I got you. You're next. Um, 
but I've heard that the entire place is like a giant warehouse. So, and I've seen I've seen some pictures and videos because again, people do uh, get to ride it with the lights on, and mm-hmm. they they post uh, videos of it. And it sounds like there's there's tools on the floor and like ladders and all just all kinds of uh, uh, equipment that the Imagineers and maintenance crew would need to fix up the attraction. So yeah. that'd be cool. And uh, and Tower of Terror. I mean, that, totally Tower of Terror. That's that's got to be really cool to walk through. Uh-huh. Um, and a friend of mine, uh, former uh, when I was working when I was working there, another uh, cast member I was working with, uh, he transferred over to Tower of Terror, and I remember him telling me that he got to ride, uh, not ride, uh, take the there's a stairwell that goes all the way to the top floor, and you can look out at the entire park from up there. Oh, that's and crazy. That yeah, that that was uh, definitely uh, something that made me quite jealous. Yeah, um, totally. But, uh, and then recently, I know Justin, you sent me over the the YouTube video of how they uh, how they built the Tower of Terror, at least over at Disneyland Paris, and mm-hmm. that uh, that definitely sort of like made me think like I really want to see them putting the the elevator cars into position and sort of watching yep. how it works inside. Um, and uh, would have been cool to even be there. I, I think you, you uh, so not everybody's heard the story, but uh, when Tower of Terror was, I think Justin, you and I have talked about this. How mm-hmm. when Tower of Terror, the original one in in, uh, in MGM Studios was built, they had tested the attractions drop, and they didn't uh, calculate for the intense pressure. And sort of mm-hmm. when they when it dropped, it blew out the entire first one well, of the entire first floor, but it blew out the it, first floor of the shaft. Yep, <laughs> caused this That's, giant explosion. Uh... That's why we do testing. Yes. <laughs> that was not yep, even with they had dummies. Built yet. a whole ventilation system because of it. Yeah. That's intense. Yeah. That's that's what happens when you are pulled down instead of just falling down. Yes. A <laughs> lot of lot of back pressure. It certainly is. Uh for mm-hmm. all those engineers out there and physicists. Mm-hmm. Uh did I miss did I miss anything? Are there any other attractions at the studios that you want to explore? There's just really nothing open anymore. So I think we got Toy Story Mania. That'd be another cool one. Anything? Yeah. I think anything that's open would be fun to walk around at this point at the studios. What's left there? Mm-hmm. Um, but fair enough. Um, I'm going to switch over to my favorite. Well, not my favorite, but my one of my uh, one of my top four favorite parks at Walt Disney World, which is <laughs> <laughs> that is such a cop out. <laughs> <laughs> which is Animal Kingdom. Nope. Uh, so this is the park where I, I worked on the Disney College program. And because of that, I got to see a lot of backstage uh, when we were walking around for uh, as part of uh, traditions at, at Animal Kingdom. I got to walk around backstage into all the different areas. Um, and my favorite experience, uh, and then I'm going to let you kind of say what, what you would want to walk around for Animal Kingdom because I've, I've done quite a bit, but uh, I'll give you sort of my, my two favorite experiences. So uh, the first one was just having the opportunity to work at Kilimanjaro Safaris because there's a lot that you see on stage and a lot backstage. And I don't think people realize how much is backstage. And again, I'm not going to tell you what's backstage, but um, <laughs> as you can imagine, it's where we house the vehicles every night. That is, this is an attraction that, yes, those are actually working trucks these are like actually fully functional vehicles that if they could um there's governors on them that uh, keep it at a certain speed but if you were to pop the governor and drive it off stage and somehow get through security you could be driving those things down i4 if you wanted to i mean there's they they are truly a functioning trucks um so it's cool just to to see where they house them every night and to go through that process of opening trucks and closing trucks and uh if anyone listening also worked at Kilimanjaro Safaris, uh, you know, definitely, I'm sure you can you can feel the love <laughs> or share the love for this attraction. But uh, and then driving it onto the track, and then uh, getting to if you were the first one on in the morning, you got to be the lucky vehicle that actually tested the or did a uh, a show walkthrough, quote unquote, of the attraction. So you drove the, drove the vehicle empty all the way through the track just to make sure the track was clear. Uh, to make sure there was nothing in the way, just to make sure it was, you know, show ready for the day. And with that perk, you were also going to be the last, if not one of the last people to uh, have guests loaded onto your truck for the day. So it sort of was uh, mutually uh, beneficial in that sense. I mean, I loved driving guests around, but it, it gets exhausting on your voice. So to have an extra 20, 30 minutes to, to rest your voice is, uh, is always useful. Um, 
But the other experience, and I think that there's a lot of people who would want to walk around this attraction, was uh, I did also on the college program, my leader organized for us to do a backstage tour of Expedition Everest. So I woke up. Yeah, I I woke up at a very (laughs) early hour because we had to do this all before they even started testing the attraction for the day. And because, again, it's, you know, we operate 365 days a year, uh, you know, seven days a week. So I think I had to, I had to be there at 6 a.m. And I the way that the cast members enter the park is on the uh, the west side of the park, which is if you're facing the Tree of Life is the left side. And as you all know, sort of the Expedition Everest is on the, the far northeast corner. So I had to walk through what at the time was Camp Mini Mickey. And this was just at the time when the graveyard shift was coming off shift. Uh, the folks that clean the park overnight and, and get every, get it ready for the next day. And and I literally saw them walking out, this entire shift walking out as I was walking through security, uh, the cast security. And it was too early for most cast members to be on their morning shifts, except for some coordinators that had to be there. And a lot of the coordinators have really early jobs. They have to be there to check the attraction first thing before any cast members are even on for the day. Um, so there were some coordinators coming onto their shift, but for the most part, the park was empty. And it was so early that it was still dawn. So the park was dark, um, but just some light coming through. And to walk through Camp Mini Mickey and through the Oasis and through Asia, all the way to Expedition Everest, with all the ambient music and sounds and lighting, um, with nobody around was the coolest thing. I want to do that amazing. again. Yeah. And then we got to go to Expedition Everest and Expedition Everest. Uh, I, I, they do have the, um, I think it was on discovery channel. I forgot which channel or history channel that had mm-hmm. the, uh, the modern marvels and, and talking about Expedition Everest. So a lot of people can literally see what it looks like, but it was really cool. And so I, I know it's public property. I can talk about it a little bit. It was really cool to walk through this attraction. Um, so we, we go on to, and we had, a uh, I forgot it was not an Imagineer, but it was someone who was on the, uh, <clears throat> that's sort of, uh, the opening crew for Expedition Everest who was still working there. And he told us the entire backstory, the, the Imagineering that went behind it. We walked through the queue talking about the entire queue. It was really like a backstage tour. We went to the warehouse, uh, to the warehouse where they housed the trains, um, and got to take a look at them up close cause they weren't running it that day. And then walked all the way back <clears throat> And you can sort of see where they house it when you when you start the ride. Uh, you sort of go off on this. Uh, There's a junction that goes to the left, and that goes to the to the warehouse um, or the train depot, I should say. And then we walk backwards along the track uh, through load, then through unload, and then we walked along the side of that last brake run <clears throat> into the the cavern at that point where you come out of at the end of the ride, down the set of stairs under the track, open this door. And then, boom, we're right in the middle of the mountain. I can look all the way up to the top, see sort of the... You can't see the track in there, of course, because it's, it's all enclosed. But you can see the structures, and they separate... They showed us the separate beams for here's the track. Um, here's the track beams, and they're separated from the, the structure beams of the mountain itself. And there's some wiggle room because the track um, sways, and it's designed to you know sway when it's moving um, so it doesn't break and, and fall apart. Um, and then we walked all the way to the top uh, through the interior staircase, looked at the top, walked along the top track, looked down the lift, uh, walked back downstairs, and then walked to where you see the Yeti. And we got to see the Yeti up close, um, which was really cool. That's and amazing. Then they took us into Tower, um, which is uh, if there's a door at unload, and that's actually where uh, the <clears throat> coordinators sit who are monitoring the attraction, and there's all the, mm-hmm. the cameras there. And they wa- had us watch on the security cameras the first test vehicle of the day go through the attraction and make its, all- make its way all the way through. And then, of course, they said, all right, well, it's, it's guest ready. Do you guys want to be the first ride of the day? So, of course, we got on the-, the ride, and we were the first ride of the day. And then I went and worked my shift at uh, Kilimanjaro Safaris. But it was, uh, <clears throat> it was a really awesome uh, attraction to-, to walk around. So now that I think I've talked for 10 minutes straight about the backstage <laughs> Animal Kingdom... Um, are there any attractions, Justin, that you'd want to walk behind the scenes there? Well, I mean, definitely Expedition Everest, but you covered all that, I think. Did I, did I, I miss anything? <laughs> uh, I was I was lucky enough to actually have ridden it when the Yeti was still moving. You were. I don't know if one of the lucky fifty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm exaggerating, but <laughs> they'll, uh, probably, they'll I, yeah. probably fix him now. 
let's hope what i from what i've heard they have to cut a giant hole in the side of the mountain to fix it properly yeah they could do it yeah Uh, it's due for for a you know a full refurbishment it's never from what i've heard it's never been down since it opened really for like a refurbishment it's about time but yeah with them expanding is you know now now would be an okay time to do that i guess yeah, it's opportune. Once this sort of quiets down, I think the lull between now and the 50th would be a good time to do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, besides Everest, is there any uh, um, any other attractions there? Flight of Passage, I think I mentioned before. Yep, definitely kind of the same choice. thing as, as Soren. I'd like to just stand there and like watch it, you know, do its thing. <laughs> um, what else is there that? I have another big one. I think you're missing. Which one? Dinosaur dinosaur you know what's funny i have uh indiana jones for disneyland but yeah <laughs> same di- idea. it's the same exact ride yeah it closed your eyes it feels exactly the same put on the same put track on, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> put on some headphones of the indiana jones adventure <laughs> roughly run the same the same way yep uh yeah that would be that would be a really cool one and dinosaur Oh, that's another one. I've had the unfortunate experience of being stuck but not being evac'd. And of all oh. things, and this is, again, my luck, I was stopped. The one part of the attraction, it's, it's a dark ride, but the one part of the attraction that's pitch black, mm-hmm. the evasive maneuvers, we, oh, stopped, yeah. we stopped there for three minutes. So you couldn't even see anything. Couldn't see anything. Uh, <laughs> it was actually... Uh, a bit of a, I think even not even just for me, but for most of the the vehicle, kind of a a very uneasy and and uh, nauseating experience because the vehicle mm-hmm. itself stopped moving, but the hydraulics kept repeating the same sequence for three minutes straight. Oh, and you know the evasive maneuver is pretty rough. So oh yeah, it kept repeating that in the pitch black for three minutes. <laughs> Yeah, that's really unfortunate. Until they finally turned the lights on. And then that was cool because uh, – and I did, I'll admit, snag a couple of photos. And I was on stage, so I was, I was allowed to, um, of, the, uh, of that part of the attraction, which is, as you can imagine, it looks like a warehouse with a little bit of weird two-dimensional shrubbery yeah. <laughs> that's around there. For what purpose? I don't know because it's in pitch blackness. But I guess for someone with, with cat vision, they can see <laughs> – <laughs> they can see the uh, – the sort of weird looking uh two-dimensional paint uh on the sides of the walls and uh and sort of the shrubbery there but it's a it'd be an interesting experience so you know disney has to even theme things that you don't see that's true um so let's let's cover the big one magic kingdom and i guess Mm -hmm. i'll preface by saying have you ever done the keys to the kingdom tour um yes that's the one that i did okay so it wasn't Disneyland; it was magic kingdom how how many times have you done it just once i done it three times well, nobody likes to show off. <laughs> I don't think I hold the record here. I'm sure there's someone <laughs> listening who's done it more than that. Um, mm. But uh, that's uh, well, how, what do you love about Keys to the Kingdom? I mean, what was the most eye-opening part of that for you? Um, ooh, that was a really long time ago. Um, the Utilidors. I mean, that's, I think, what a lot of people go on that tour for. Yeah. Was it what you expected? I don't, I don't think I'll be able to go there without a tour so or being a cast member working at the magic kingdom um was it what you expected it to be yeah i mean it's just constant information which i thought was amazing just they tell you everything you could possibly imagine and you could you could ask them something and i don't know if they make it up or if they actually know it but they will get you an answer they 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 don't make it up. Everything that no, they I know do, they don't make yeah. it up. <laughs> I will. I will say that everything that they say, from to the best of my knowledge, is factual. Mm-hmm. Everything is satisfactual. And I remember um, someone asked the tour guide a question, and she actually didn't know it, but she remembered the question at the end of the tour and looked it up for the guest. That's what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Yep. It's like I don't even think the guest remembered what the question was. <laughs> That's but she job. remembered and looked it up and gave him an answer. Yeah. And actually, funny story with that is um, that tour, there was like this one random guy on the tour. So we figured he might be a cast member. He might be, you know, just by himself, whatever it may be. At the end of the tour, we find out that it was that girl's final training tour. 
And he was her like supervisor, making sure she was doing the final tour correctly, like the final training tour correctly. And she got her, you know, they, they have a crop, like a riding crop. Yeah. She got presented her her riding crop because she like graduated the training. I thought that was really cool. That's really cool and also kind of creepy because I didn't mention this, but when I did the Epcot backstage tour, I had the exact same thing happen. That's really Min- cool. Minus the riding crop because they don't do that. Yeah, well, yeah, that'd be weird. <laughs> But I was, um, and having, at that point, I'd already been a cast member, was still a cast member, and the, uh, I could totally, like, I totally called it. I'm like, that guy, it's a single guy in his 20s, mid-20s, late-20s, by himself, in Disney look, but kind of more casual. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And the questions he was asking and everything, it just, it it was pretty obvious. Um, Mm -hmm. And then sure enough, at the end, he's like... uh, you know, oh, um, this is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm his, uh, I'm his leader, and I'm like, or his trainer. I'm like, yeah, I, I didn't see that one coming. Uh, <laughs> um, so other than what you've seen on the tour, because they do, they take you backstage to Splash Mountain. They take you backstage uh, to the, well, not backstage to the Haunted Mansion, but they take you on the Haunted Mansion. Um, mm-hmm. It's mostly walking on stage, except for behind Main Street through the Utilidors and behind Splash Mountain to see, and also to see the parade floats. But the parade a lot, floats were really cool. Yeah. There are a lot of attractions at Magic Kingdom, though. So what would be your top picks for rides you'd want to see uh, backstage or with the lights on if it's a dark attraction? Uh, I'm going to throw you a cur- curveball here. Um, Carousel of Progress. Do tell. <laughs> I would love to see what's at the center of Carousel of Progress. I have a feeling it's a machine, but that would be really cool to see. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I want to see like how the spinning mechanism works and just like... You know, just how all of that kind of works together. Man, that's a good one. I, I wouldn't even thought of that. Well, that's why I'm here. I think I, I have thought of it before, but it, I when I was thinking of my list, I didn't come up with that. That's a good one. Um, what else? Are there, do you have another curveball for me? Um, people mover. Okay. <laughs> just I would want to. I would want to walk the track of people mover, and be able to look into all of the windows that they've blacked out. Okay. Because right. I remember going on that when I was much younger and those windows were not blacked out because those were different attractions at the time and they wanted you to see into them. True. Okay. I mean, I, I thought at first you were screwing this up, but <laughs> you're backing it I up. I have reason. You're backing it up. I, I'm now curious to know what your third choice would be. <laughs> um, I didn't think of a third choice. How about the carousel over in Fantasyland? <laughs> Why that one? I don't know. Because you... all outside? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I want to go backstage on the carousel. <laughs> I want to see where they keep the horses at night. <laughs> How they groom them and take care of them. Oh, yeah, totally. <clears throat> yeah. What, what are your picks? Uh, Space Mountain. I still want to see that. Oh, yeah. That's wanna, a good one. I've seen it, but I want to actually ride it with the lights on. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be uh, definitely my one of my tops. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean. I have a lot. Um, yes. Yeah, definitely. I have that too, actually. Yeah, I definitely want to do Pirates of the Caribbean. More so in Disneyland, but mm-hmm. also definitely very much so in Walt Disney World. I want to walk around Splash Mountain, not just behind mm-hmm. it, but through it and through all the uh, the walkways. Um, Haunted Mansion, and there is I got a Haunted tour. Mansion too. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't you say them? There's <laughs> I don't know. Before I take all of them, what else is on your list? Uh, Peter Pan's Flight. Oh, that's a good one. For one for one specific reason, I want to, you know, like the first area that's like you're, you're above London. I was going to say, I have the same, I think I have the same thought as you, but go ahead. <laughs> I, want, I want to stand on it. I want to be there <laughs> on, on ground level. <laughs> and have guests ride by. Dressed oh, yeah. A, I'm just going to be some giant guy. Yep. Dressed in a Godzilla costume. <laughs> Or, I mean, we'll make it Disney-friendly and maybe uh, a monster from a, a Disney movie. Oh, totally. Yeah. I could be Sully. There you go. You could be Sully. I don't think he's that big, but you could be Sully. Oh, <laughs> the giant chicken monster from Monsters, Inc. <laughs> In the beginning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they're walking to work. Um, <clears throat> no, that's a, that, that's a good one. Any others on your list? Um, no. We covered them all. Did what we, about yeah. you? I, it's pretty much, I, I mean, every every attraction there, I'd really want to walk behind the scenes. But I agree completely, Peter Pan's Flight would be really yeah. cool. Uh, Under the Sea, 
That's another one I had on my list um, just to walk through there. I think that one is a little more crystal clear as to how it works, but uh, I'd still want to walk uh, walk through there with the lights on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's all I had on my list. Yeah, those are the those are the big ones. I would add um, it's a small world, and okay. I don't know why. That'd be fun. Would you want but... to be a doll? <laughs> no, I'm I'm more interested in how they evac people in certain areas of that ride. I haven't so like, seen there, it. There but... are points when you're not near anything to, you know, get out of the boat. I'm assuming. So I've seen, I was on, um, um, pirates. I don't remember which park it was in, but I was on pirates and they had to push our boat. And it was people in like, you know, like super high rubber pants getting in the water and like pushing the boats. It wasn't like an evac per se, but they had to like push our boats through. And I'm assuming it would be along the same lines where they kind of like push your boat to a certain area. It is from what I know. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And and there's a reason they wear those suits, by the way. Yeah. You don't want to be drinking that water. Well, no, it's (laughs) disgusting. Yeah. I think, I think most guests know that, but, uh, no, I think not enough guests know that. I see keep your many times water. People just put yeah, putting their hands in the water. Yeah, I mean they keep it they keep it as clean as it can be, but um, mm-hmm. it's still just not something you want to go out of your way to uh, to try to touch. And that's why they keep yeah. keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. Mm-hmm. So awesome, yeah. There's there's I think Magic Kingdom was short just because we ran through it, but there's uh, there were just so many, so we could dedicate probably an entire show to that. But um, I know you've, you've, you mentioned Disneyland, and so I want to give you that opportunity as well. I, I have some at Disneyland, and Space Mountain would still be one of them there, which I already mm-hmm. mentioned before. But between uh, Disneyland and uh, Disney's California Adventure, what are sort of your top picks in those parks for things to see backstage? I got Soren again, of course. Um, Can't, that's cheating. I'd love to. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. What'd you say? I said that's cheating. Oh, it's cheating. Totally cheating. Um, <laughs> Repeat answers. It's a different ride now. Okay. All right, fair. <laughs> uh, I'd love to walk around the Matterhorn and see the basketball court. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the people mover again. I'm obsessed with the people, the, the, the extinct people mover track that's rotting above Tomorrowland. And uh, I would love to, to walk it and look in all those buildings and before they tear it all down. I agree with you on that. Um, mm-hmm. you, you have pretty much the same the same items on your list that I do uh, in that sense. Matterhorn was, was definitely one of the tops on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the people mover here, I understand it a lot more in Disneyland than Magic Kingdom, for sure. Cause I want both. Yeah, I, I, I understand that. Um, Disneyland, I 100% agree. That would be really mm-hmm. awesome to walk around. Um, you mentioned some of Disneyland. Were there any at California Adventure? Because I'm thinking of a couple. Um, yeah, no, you mentioned Soren. Was there were there any other California adventure? Soren, uh, Guardians, because it's just like just like Tower. You know, I haven't been on it yet, but yeah, just because I want to walk Tower. Um, I know I'm missing something. You so get, you didn't get my big one. It's a really big what? one in my opinion. California Adventure, Radiator Springs Racers. That's a good one. Yeah, most of that you could you can see it though. Yeah, but I mean, still, there's they have all the show lighting on. I'd want to sort of yeah. s- walk the walk the track, especially sort of that split, and explore the uh, the the part where the track splits off, and also mm-hmm. the backstage areas because we don't know what's back there. That's true. So you're right. I agree, 100. <laughs> percent For me, that was the big one at at California mm-hmm. Adventure. Um, <clears throat> maybe even Grizzly River Run. That would be again. Most of it is outdoors, but that would be yeah. interesting. Um, and uh, you know, I'd love to see California screaming with the lights on. That would be in, that would be an amazing experience. What <laughs> you do you mean? A puzzled look. It's a joke. You you, you mean during the day? <laughs> yes, during the day. <laughs> that's that's not actually one on my list. Um, oh no, it's on the list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but over at Disneyland, it's pretty much the same as Magic Kingdom. I mean, Splash Mountain, Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion, uh, Space Mountain. Uh, maybe Buzz Lightyear, Astro Blaster is most of that you can already see, but uh, that would be interesting. And and Toy Story Mania, uh, same thing yeah. at uh, Hollywood Studios is over at California Adventure. Um, I so. also have 
Finding Nemo submarines. Oh. Even though I don't like the ride at all. Um, it would be interesting to see the interior show buildings, I think. That's a really good one. Have you seen yeah. any construction photos of the attraction? Um, be, like as they were trans, uh, like making it into Nemo. Either one. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. It's like when it's fully drained and whatnot. Yeah. Yes. It's. Oh yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. It's pretty cool. It's amazing how that show. It's it's probably the most unique dark ride in that sense. The way that that Definitely. show building works. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't like the ride at all. I I I can understand why. Um, yeah. I enjoy it, but also I, it, it there's a sense of claustrophobia. On that attraction, and the when I was the only time I've ever been on it, um, when it was Nemo, um, I was sitting towards the middle, and the person in the back got drenched. Ooh! Because the back seal, like the back door, didn't seal properly, and water came in. Like uh, it was crazy. And if I was sitting there, I'd be so so angry. <laughs> so because he was drenched, like head yeah. to toe drenched. I'm sure they did something for him. I hope. It seems uh, like the the other thing is that I remember that they they must go through thousands of rolls of paper towels every day because every time they pull back up to the to the um to the station, they're just paper toweling all the walkways down. Oh wow. Like anywhere guest has to step because it's everything just gets soaked. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Well, well, we'll put that on a list of things to explore, but not so much that you'd wait 60 minutes to ride. <laughs> no, don't want to go on it. Or even six, 60 seconds to ride. Um, so, cool. All right, well, that, that covers, I think, all the major parks. So the, the last real question I have in terms of things you'd want to explore backstage, and you already kind of beat me to the punch when you, when you said it earlier, but if you could bring back any attraction that does not exist currently to explore, any extinct attraction at all, what would it be? I have four of them. Oh, all right. Go ahead. I have Horizons. All right, that's my number one. I think I think that's everybody's Which, number one. Yeah, Horizons. <laughs> I got I got to go on it. Uh, World of Motion. Okay, I just that's think a good that's. One. I got to go on that too. Um, Image Park, which technically there, but it is extinct. You can't really get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ride that for some reason I am most obsessed with in all of Disney like history, Rocket Rods. <laughs> I rode rocket rods. I did as well. One time. Yeah. <laughs> it was only awesome. open for a year or two. Yeah. It was a very short lived attraction. Yep. But I got to ride it. I didn't want to, but my parents made me and I'm happy they did. And the next time we went, uh, it was closed. And then, you know, it had the sign saying, Oh, opening, you know, opening again soon and never open again. You know, in a way, I mean, I, I understand that answer, but in a way that's like saying that you'd want to walk through alien encounter and Stitch's great escape. It's, Pretty much because you said people move. Oh no, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to necessarily walk through rocket rods because it's the same thing. I would want to ride it again. Okay, and like actually get to enjoy it. Well, that's not what I asked you. No, (laughs) I'm sorry. That's what I'm answering you. (laughs) That's fair. Um, or maybe even get evac'd off of rocket rods. Sure. Yeah. Then I get to walk the track. Yeah, I'd be really curious to know how the evac people off of the, uh, the part that goes over Autopia. That's that's why they don't use the track anymore because it's not safe. That's <laughs> uh, yeah one of the one of the reasons. Uh, and, and yeah, the rails are some of the rails are missing and uh, it's falling apart. That so is. That I is. I think that they should fix it up and turn it into a um, a Wally ride, and you just sit on a on a moving chair like in Wally. Above <laughs> 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 Tomorrowland. <laughs> I don't know if that's encouraging the right kind of behavior, but that's, uh, that's I think a so. Funny idea. I would love that. That's, that would be the most popular ride in Disney history. That would be the most hilarious attraction for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's amazing. That's a really great <laughs> idea. I'll have to let someone know about that. Um, so anyway, while we're on the, uh, you know. I think that covers a lot of different extinct attractions and, and all the other current attractions. Um, so last question for you on a sort of uh, unrelated note, only because it was a few weeks ago. What are your thoughts on D23 to keep it short? What is the one thing that you're most excited to see that came out of D23 Expo 2017? Um, really excited about this Mickey ride. 
because it's weird to think that there's never been a Mickey ride. Yeah, it is kind of weird to think. So weird. I'm really, really excited about that. Um, excited. I mean, not necessarily out of D23, but there were some other announcements with uh, Star Wars Land and just how immersive that's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be um, amazing. Yeah. Oh, I have to yeah, agree with both of those. A lot of really good stuff coming up. It was a big in, one. In all the parks, really. Yeah. It was a, it was a huge oh. D23. I, I can't even imagine what they're going to do in 2019 to top this. <laughs> I know they will, but it's it was a big one. So, yeah. Cool. Well, Justin, it's been awesome having you here. I, I honestly, when I was going into this episode, like I knew we wanted to talk about this, but I thought we might cover 20 minutes. I cannot believe we've been recording for an hour now. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how much you can talk about just going backstage behind attractions. But oh, um, yeah. yeah, obviously, uh, I knew that you'd be the perfect person to ask. Um, but uh, we'll definitely have to have you back on the show again for another oh, yes, topic. Please. Absolutely. Cool. All right. You have a you have a great evening. Thank you. You too. Bye. And with that, we close out the sixth episode of the Imagineer podcast. I can't believe we're already up to episode number six. But then again, I probably should be creating a lot more than this. And I look forward to doing so in the coming weeks and months and even years ahead for the Imagineer podcast. I want to thank you all so much for listening to this show. And I want to remind you to please, if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the Imagineer podcast in iTunes, in Google Play in Podbean and whatever podcast app or resource you're using make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and also please go ahead and share the podcast with your friends with anyone in the Disney community who might enjoy listening to the show we certainly would appreciate you sharing this podcast out with any of your Disney friends out there and of course We want to make sure that you are connecting with us on Facebook, on Twitter. You can reach out to us on Facebook or even Instagram at Imagine Your Podcast, which is uh, Facebook.com slash Imagine Your Podcast or Instagram.com slash Imagine Your Podcast. And if you want to send me a tweet on Twitter, you can send it to Imagine Your Audio. That is at Imagine Your Audio. And of course, if you have any questions, if you want to reach out to me directly, feel free to send me a direct message on those channels or go ahead and send me an email at imagineerpodcast at gmail.com. And the last thing I want to let you know is at this point, we are looking for additional guests to come on to the show and even sponsors to help us to sponsor the Imagineer podcast. So if you or anyone you know is looking for sponsorship opportunities or would even just like the opportunity to come on as a guest and chat about a Disney topic, if it is regarding the parks or the resorts or the movies or Disney music or anything like that, please do go ahead and reach out to me. Again, you can direct message me on Facebook or on Twitter, or you can send me an email at Podcast at gmail.com and as always i want to thank you so much for listening to this show it really means the world to me i have appreciated your patience so much over the summer and i am hoping that we'll be up to a regular schedule throughout the remainder of the fall and the spring and even beyond that and i skipped winter the winter in there as well so thank you all so much for listening and remember wherever you are that if you can dream it you can do it 